You're listening to a podcast from City Tribe Media. We're an urban tribe who helps people who feel far from God to know Jesus, cultivate freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference. We're also a diverse tribe who welcomes everyone from bikers to bankers, PhDs to GEDs, every age, race, and walk of life. So whether you're a longtime Christ follower or a spiritual investigator, we hope you're encouraged through our content. Enjoy today's teaching. Togetherness. Family. Joy. Togetherness. Faithfulness. I would say forever. Families forever. Reliability. You can always count them. I can't say it in one word. But I tell you this, man. Family is like a warm tortilla that helps that taco go down, right? Uh, Family is like food. It's like connection. It is love. 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 Blessed. To me, blessed would be my word. Uh, comfort. Loyal. Love. Chaos. And madness. But a lot of fun, too. Good. Good? Yes. Um, companionship. Together. Togetherness, yeah, togetherness, crazy. Yeah, so what is that one word, right? What is that one word that you think about when you think about family? And I think for the most part, a lot of us would think about words like that, right? Good words, happy words, loving words, a warm tortilla, yeah. I like tortillas. Can you tell? (laughs) You know, I asked some of my own family. I said, hey, what are some of those words that when you think about family? So they said they offered me love, devoted, support, closeness, happiness, belonging. And one of my favorites was from my 12-year-old niece, Tristan, who pointed to herself and said, me. Right? Absolutely beautiful. You know, unfortunately for some, family is distant. It's, you know, not as close as it once was. And it could be other words like judgmental, hurtful, dysfunctional. And perhaps you want to have a family, but for some reason you're unable. And so family can mean something not so good or something you dream about or something you hope for. And because family can mean so much, I want to remain sensitive to those out there who are struggling, that don't have a family, can't have a family, feel rejected or disconnected some way or another. And I know you're out there because I have prayed and talked with some of you who have told me, Joe, I have no family, I'm alone, or my family is no help, or Like I said, I I want to have a family, but I can't. So know that my heart is for you, that we as City Tribe see you. And most of all, that God has a purpose for you through families, through God's familia. The Bible says that God places the lonely in families. You are not here by accident. You know, we started this Buddha Purpose series, right? 
Puro meaning pure, authentic, real purpose, the reason for which something was created. So puro purpose, pure and authentic reason that God created you. And today I'm going to touch on puro purpose number two. And uh, it is this, that you were created for God's family. You were created for God's family. So turn to your neighbor right now and tell him, you were created for God's family. And that's going to be our puro idea today, that you were created for God's family. You know, the Apostle Paul wrote that his, that's God's unchanging plan, has always been to adopt us into his own family. And uh, Jesus Christ, and that it gave him great pleasure. That means that God has always had this plan that to bring you into his own family, you, me, all of us. So what is or who is God's family? And why does it matter? Or what, what matters the most? You know, those are some of the questions that we'll seek to answer today. But before I continue, I want to share with you that as I prepared for this message, there is a particular scripture that kept coming to me this past week. And uh, it's kind of crazy that, yeah, Rick Warren does use it in his book. If you guys have decided to follow us in that book, he does use this scripture in that book. But we have a tribe here that does devotionals. And in that tribe, that scripture came again. And then I listened to a couple of podcasts and there it was again. And then my brother-in-law, who also does a devotional, shared his devotional with me. And there it was again in the same week. So something about that particular scripture is like speaking to me. Perhaps God wants to speak it to you. And here it is. It's from a letter uh, to the Ephesians from Paul. But before I read it, I want to do more than read this particular scripture. I actually want to pray it. It's a prayer that Paul prays for a group of believers, the Ephesians, right? So here's what we're going to do. I want us to pray it together, not, not me just pray it for you. I want you to pray it for me. I want us to pray it for each other. And I want to pray with our eyes open, right? And as I pray, I will read a verse. I will pray a verse and you'll respond with, you were formed for God's family. So it's a responsive reading of sorts, but it's a prayer. So I want to go ahead and pray this. For this reason, I kneel before the Father, because you were formed for God's family, from whom every family on earth and on, on, in heaven and on earth derives its name. You were formed for God's family. I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his Holy Spirit in your inner being. You were formed for God's family. So that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you being rooted and established in love, you were formed for God's family, may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and long and how high and deep is the love of Christ. You were formed for God's family. And to know that this love that surpasses knowledge, 
that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of love that surpasses knowledge, that you were filled for God's family. Father, my words got a little jumbled there, Father, but you hear our prayers. Lord God, I pray this, these words over all of us in the powerful name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Guys, I am the oldest of six siblings, right? Check out this picture right here. That is me right there in the middle in the red with an afro. Right? Yeah. You guys got to remember, those of you online that can't see this, this is a 1970s picture of my mom and dad and all my brothers and sisters. So yeah, from the 70s. So try and picture that. I have like teardrop eyeglasses. You guys got to remember that this was like back in the days of disco, right? Does anybody remember the song by Sister Sledge? We are a family. Okay, what's the next line? My sister's with me. <laughs> Man, my sister Ruth and I could get down with some dance moves. And we were poodle because on the back of my dad's truck was our last name in this font. Yeah. But yeah. So familia can mean so, so much, right? Before I move forward and share what I've learned about what God says about family, I want to tell you what family is not, right? And you'll know this. Family is not perfect, right? I mean, you're probably saying, Hijo Joe, if you only knew los quiero, like... Right? How many of us have thought that about our family? You know, the Bible, one of the very first stories in the Bible has a son killing his own brother. Right? And then one of the great kings of Israel not only committed murder, but there's like incest, rape, all sorts of dysfunction in that family. And so family is not perfect. Right? Second thing I want to say is that family is not a franchise. Now, what do I mean by that? You know, family that we were formed for is not an organization where you can buy your way in or you pay something, receive a service, where you attend an event, where you attend a service and repeat the next week. Family is not a franchise. Family is about relationships. And family is not impersonal. Now, what I mean by that, now, if you consider like a cult, right? A cult wants to pull you away, wants to make things not so much matter about others. You're in your family wants to pull you from your sister, your brother, your mother, right? If that's happening, that is not family, right? So family is not impersonal. Let me tell you why. Because each of you has a mom, each of you has a dad, and each of you is a child. And as a child... We want to be connected, not separated. And that's the crux of the matter is that it's a very personal matter to God. Right? Familia is a very personal matter to God. Familia is más que familia. Let's say that on three. Ready? One, two, three. Familia is más que familia. So if it's not your primo, your cousin, your tío, your tía, your grandma, your abuela... Who is or what 
does family mean to God? Well, I want to submit to you guys what I call los, los three B's, right? And it's not Bible, barbacoa, and big red. All right? Okay? Those three B's is going to stand for believing, belonging, and behaving. That first point, believing. You know, the Paul, you guys heard about a little bit earlier in Ephesians, also wrote this in the book of Galatians. He writes, you are all children of God through faith in Christ Jesus. So believing in Jesus Christ identifies you as his child, right? So that means that he's your father and that you're a part of God's family if you believe in Jesus. The apostle John put it this way. He says, but those, but to all who did receive him, who blessed, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. You know, I think that sometimes because of the things we experience in life, the struggles, it's sometimes hard to grasp our identity in Christ. And I'd be curious that if somebody did a video walking around and asked you who you were, if you would right away just say, I'm a child of God. You know, I think a lot of us might have problems with that, but we really need to grab a hold of that. And let me say that there is nothing you can do or not do that gives you the right to become that child of God. It's, it says that he, that Jesus gave the right to become that child when you put your trust in him. So believing in Jesus identifies you as one who's in God's familia. Second point I want to make is that it's not all about God's familia. God, God's familia is not all about just believing. It's also about belonging. And in Paul's letter to the Romans, he writes, In Christ, we who are many form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. Belongs to all the others. So we're part of one body in Christ. You know, you hear that. And that is really just the idea that you belong to a particular group, right? And in that group are others who believe what you believe. And Jesus Christ is in that group, right? He's the head of that. And it's amazing how, how much there is in Scripture that talks about one body, right? And I'm just going to list, give you three, right? In 1 Corinthians 12, 12, it says, For just, just as the body is one and has many members, right? Romans 12, 4 says, For as in one body we have many members. Then Colossians 3, 15 says, and let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in one body. So as a believer in God's familia, you belong to a body of believers who belong to each other, right? And in the Bible, Jesus talks about how a human body, how he's the head and we are the hands, the feet, the eyes, the ears. And all of us have these different roles that we play a part of that group. Regardless of what part we are, we belong with and to one another. You know, perhaps you're not bought into believing in Jesus. Like Pastor Doug says, maybe you're a spiritual investigator. I want to say that belonging is still super important. There is an innate 
need inside us as humans to belong. So much so that when we don't feel that sense of belonging, whether you're a believer or not, sometimes life does not feel worth living. And it breaks my heart to hear that. I hear it from people. I just don't belong and I, I just don't feel like life is worth going on. One of the seminary professors uh, used to say to the class, he used to say, a lone ranger is a dead ranger. We really need each other. And I want you to know that you belong here. Yes, of course, I want you to believe, but you don't have to believe to belong at City Tribe. Regardless of where you're at, where you're at in your faith walk, where you're at in your beliefs, we want to let you know that you have a place where you can belong. I mean, check out, have you guys checked out the colors of all our chairs? Every color there is, some of them stained, coffee. It's like, that's what we want for our people. We want every color and creed. You don't have to be a puro San Antonio Spurs fan to belong here. God's familia not only believes, but belongs. Last point I want to make revolves around our behavior. What does God mean by how his family should behave? Now, before you throw something at me, because I know when I bring behavior up, some people are like, oh, we're misbehaving. You got to correct us. You know, if you consider the word behave, I mean, just Google it. It says something like act or conduct oneself in a specified way, especially towards others. It reminds me of when I used to work at Santa Rosa. My wife and I used to work with one, this one particular supervisor. And when we were getting out of hand and joking around at work, he was seriously brutal. He was like from Eagle Pass, right? And uh, he would say this. And I'm going to try and say it the way he used to say it. As soon as I say it, my wife is going to be like, I know who you're talking about. He used to say, portate bien, right? Behave good. Now, I'm not saying that to be in God's family, you have to behave good to behave well, right? But I do think that there are particular behaviors that God wants us to have that he expects of God's familia. Check out what it says. But what else the apostle Paul wrote in Colossians? He said, each one of you is part of the body of Christ, right? Part of God's familia. And you were chosen to live together in peace. Live together in peace. A psalm says, how wonderful it is, how pleasant for God's people to live together in harmony. So our behavior should entail of living together in peace, living together in harmony. In another version of that same Psalm 133, it has the word unity, to live together in unity. And that means to be connected, to be one, right? So behaving in this way of unity or like we heard on that video that I heard a few times was togetherness. Behaving in unity and togetherness is what means to be a part of God's family. So what was our Pudo idea for today? You were formed for God's family, which means that God's familia believe, belong to each other and behave in such a manner as to be united, to be living in 
peace and harmony. You know, we started off with that one word of what my family mean to us, right? Or maybe for you, like for me, it's, it's your last name. You know, my brothers, my, my kids and I, uh, we have a tattoo on our wrist that uh, they have been like, Dad, when are you going to get it? Why? Well, I got it. Right? My kids are like, so that's like part of the family, a family thing, right? But, you know, what, what matters the most? What matters the most when it comes to familia? Well, consider this for a moment. Let's say that Sadie and Josiah from our production team, who did that video a little bit earlier, were to do the same video, except the question this time is, what one word comes to mind when you think of Christian? You know, I'm afraid that a word might be, or somebody might say, judgmental, prideful, self-righteous, condemning, and maybe a not-so-bad word like spiritual. The one word that Jesus wants his familia to be known for is love. Love is what matters the most. Check this out, that prayer from the Apostle Paul, that prayer that I, I want for you, for me, to be rooted and grounded in love, that you would be strengthened inside with this like crazy power to comprehend all of that in God's family, to comprehend how incredible and everlasting his love is for you, for me. That's what God wants. That's what I want for you. That's what I want our church, our tribe to be known for. You know, and that prayer from Paul to the Ephesians, that prayer that I pray, Jesus also prays the same prayer for you and for me. You know, that prayer, you can find it in the book of John in chapter 17. I'm going to hone in on a couple of verses, but check out what Jesus prayed, right? He prayed that they, that's you and me, may be one, even as we are one. That's the Father and the Son. That the love which you have loved me may be in them. This is Jesus asking God the same love he has for his Son, Jesus himself, for us. Right? God's love in us. That's a lot of love. Love and unity are what matter the most. When you realize this, it will help you in your purpose. It will help you discover purpose like what is written on these walls here. That poodle purpose, real, authentic purpose. Pastor Doug challenged us last week when he started this series and he asked, hey, how many of you, uh, I'm looking for 100 people that would take on this challenge of going through the Purpose Driven Life by Rick Warren as a staff. We're, we're doing that. We had over 150 beautiful people sign up to take that challenge. That's incredible. Right? And so now, oh, and by the way, 
if you still want to sign up to do that, I think we still, we're selling some books out there at Tribe Connect. If you want to pick up a book and pick it up with us, you can do that today as well. But here's the challenge I want to, I want to challenge you. I want to challenge you. How many by a raise of hands, right, would be willing to extend love to God's familia, not only blood relatives, God's familia, extend it even past that. How many of us, by a raise of hands, want to extend God's love, right? I pray that we can do that. There's so many different ways we can do that. Can support somebody that's going through a hard time by coming alongside them, listening to them. Got a prayer team outside. We can pray with them. Right? You can hang out before and after church just to catch up. Right? But I, I really want you to go farther. Right? I really want deep connections and relationships. And I think that's what God wants too. So I'm gonna bring, I'm gonna bring back those, those three B's. I'm going to bring back those three B's to help you remember something that you can do. It's a little harder, right? I'm going to go back to the Bible, Barbacoa and Big Red. <laughs> what do I mean? It sounds like a tribe, doesn't it? <laughs> what do I mean by that? I make, make an effort to invite somebody to a meal, right? Not just somebody from your blood family, somebody from here, from hanging out here, getting to know them, share your lives, right? And yeah, maybe you get a chance to talk about the Bible, talk about Jesus. Those three B's. Before I close, I want to, I want to share just a couple more things. Uh, my son, Josiah, he works back there in the production booth. Give us a wave, Josiah. That's him back there. You know, he gets privy to the message before you guys do. And uh, he says, Dad, that message about encouraging families to love one another, to support one another, you know, it reminded me of when Grandpa Lopez died. And I'm like, why? He says, well, I saw how the Mena family just like totally overwhelmed the Lopez side of the family, right? They cleaned, they served, they cooked everything after the funeral. They, the Lopez family didn't have to do nothing. He says, and I remember three years ago, grandpa died, grandpa Mena, my dad, and the Lugo family did exactly the same thing for us. And I thought, wow, that would be, that's a great illustration of what a family does to serve, right? They cook, they clean, they, they, they did so much. What if we did that for one another, especially in tough times? Especially in tough times. Talking about serving and cooking. 
There's some tribes here at church. Tribes are our small groups that are going to invade city youth on May the 18th. And what they're going to do is they're going to cook them a barbecue, right? May 18th. So city youth, this is for you, middle and high school students. May the 18th, a man on fire, motorcycle tribe, young adults tribe. They're coming over and hitting you guys strong and heavy, making you guys some barbecue to hang out and to encourage you, especially those students that are getting ready to graduate, to stay connected. Talking about barbecues, that's what tribes do, right? We get together in the summertime. Last time we got together over at Garner State Park, right? This year we're getting together at Enchanted Rock. And that's going to be on June the 25th. And uh, that's what, that's what, what, that's what familias do, right? You know, all this talk about familias, it makes me want to like get another familia tattoo. (laughs) Hey, if you want to get a temporary familia tattoo, you can get one on the way out today. There's a staff, they're going to, so cool. Guys, let's go ahead and pray. Father God, I want to thank you so much, Lord, for, gosh, for familia, Lord. Thank you for your amazing, crazy love, Father. Lord, I pray for those that long for family, those that are distant, those that don't have a family, Lord God. I pray that you draw them closer to yourself, that they would enter into this family, Father, into your family. Father, thank you so much for what you're doing, what you've already done, what you continue to do. Open up some hearts, Father, to believe in Jesus, to receive you. I pray, Lord, that you increase that love in our hearts for one another, that we may be united. I pray all of this in Jesus' powerful name. Amen. All right, guys. Thank you for having me today. Before I go, I do want to just remind you of some ways that we give here at City Tribe. Well, we don't pass offering plates and buckets and stuff like that, but there are multiple ways you can give in the giving box or online. You can actually text the tithe as well to 833-381-2888. But guys, go ahead and stand up. Before you leave, I want to speak a benediction over you. Benediction is a blessing over you. I want to say, go from here knowing that you were formed for God's familia, that familia is more than familia. Go believing, belonging, behaving, right? And knowing that love is what matters most. It's your puro purpose. All right, guys. Till next time. We're glad you were a part of the tribe today. To further connect with us, Check the City Tribe YouTube channel, iTunes, SoundCloud, Instagram, Facebook, or our website, citytribe.church. May you go from this podcast knowing that you are loved.